Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Barbara P and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 8th and today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 164, the paragraph, first paragraph starting with still you may say and ending with he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. Today's readers are Joni C. on the 12 Steps, Victoria L. will be reading our 12 Traditions, Barb W. will be reading the text, Nancy R. our closing, Crystal R. is our backup for the morning, and so stand by Crystal. And then we have Anne Marie M. as our newcomer greeter, Ken W.H. will be our host for the next meeting, and Kathy S. doing announcements. We've got a full house of volunteers this morning. Uh, the reference numbers for yesterday, November 7th, are, let's see, the first one, 7 a.m. meeting is 20809, and the 10 a.m. meeting was 20811, 20,811. So the OA preamble, Overages Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop com- eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, uh, a compulsive overeater. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God 
as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Joni C., very much. And Victoria L., would you read the 12 traditions? Sure. Hi, everyone. Good morning. My name is Victoria L., and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater, and these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 10, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place before personalities. Thank you for letting me be a Thanks so much, Victoria L. Appreciate you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a big uh, quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. 
So today we'll resume our study of the big book on page 164. We're reading the first paragraph, and that is beginning with, still you may say, and ending with, he, uh, let's see, ending with, he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. So would Barb W. kick us off and begin our reading? Good morning. Page 164, first paragraph, still you may say, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who write this book. We cannot be sure. God will determine that. So you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. Good morning, Barb W. Recovered in Illinois, and I'm really grateful to be here. It strikes me the benefit of contact. I will have the benefit of contact. And I'm, I read this as it's, it's inferring physical contact. Like the author of this book isn't going to be alive. I can't palpate you. But just as COVID changed how we connect, it didn't make a dent. It just moved us into different, different ways of being. And lucky for us, it's a spiritual program that it's a fourth dimension, it's beyond the physical. And I and there's connections in that realm of non-physical on this line, emotional, we share stories, spiritual program. And I find it intriguing too. But I want to have benefit of contact with you who write this book. It didn't say wrote. It's like current tense, write this book. And the steps being a way of life, ongoing. I've heard it said, I may be the only big book someone comes in contact with. So it's like a living, breathing book essence to this, to this beautiful program of working the steps. We cannot be sure. We cannot be sure. And isn't that truth on so many levels? I can't be sure. I was never sure about stuff. I can be sure about my higher power. And God will determine. God will determine. And I I know he's authoring here about the eventuality of the spirit life of maybe one day we'll meet again kind of a thing. The real reliance, real trust is always upon higher power, the God of my understanding. God will determine that. God will determine everything and um so my real reliance is always upon him he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave i remember my sponsor saying that to me and i i it was it it was beyond me um Yeah, it's a loaded paragraph. God will determine that and so many other things. And here we are on this line, studying the steps, the big book, towards the end of the first 164 pages of this spiritual program that isn't bounded by walls. It isn't bounded within a book, though we're reading about it. Um, It's boundless. Uh, And I think that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Thanks so much, Barb W., for kicking us off from Illinois. 
So how our meeting works, we're going to proceed with, with shares. Uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Um, so I'll go ahead and take a list of names. Who would like to share on that paragraph? Again, Tina everyone is welcome. Tina, gotcha. Linda D. Linda. Loretta H. Loretta. Elena C. Elena C. Christina Julie P. Crystal R. Julie. Crystal. All right, let's go ahead and stop there, and then we'll see what time we have. We'll, we should have plenty, for, and I'll take a new list. So I've got Tina, Linda, Loretta, Elena, Leah, Christina, Julie, Crystal. So Tina, kick us off, followed by Linda. Thanks so much for your service, Barbara. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. And what a great lead share. Yeah, absolutely. Ditto, ditto, ditto. You know, and I, and I love that it says this. It says, but I, will not, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who write this book. But the good news about that is I have the experience through the study and the directions of the big book to really have the experience of the people who write this book. You know, I, I get that. And, and, and how cool is that? You know, how cool is that? And it also tells me that, you know, number one, you know, um, our reliance must come from a power greater than ourselves, not human power, not that contact, that physical, but that spiritual contact, you know. But again, you know, God with skin or, is the fellowship that I crave. And that's, you know, and how that happened for me was just like it was said in the first share. You know, I, I got a sponsor who was, who had worked the steps and was transformed and passed it on to me and told me that, you know, that this book will help me and God will help me create the fellowship that I crave. And that happens, you know, through meetings and over over time, you know, I've had so many different people in recovery that have helped me. And, you know, and I love that, that the pandemic was referenced because, and, and then just, you know, evolution of phone meetings, you know, back in 2012 when I started listening to this meeting, you know, my, the fellowship grew in, in my connection, you know, it grew by leaps and bounds, you know, through the phone calls and through the conferences and just through the friendships and the experiences of, other, of others that I, you know, I really wanted to hear their experience, strength and hope. So I reached out and what a great gift that we have. What a great gift. And, you know, and I know that it all happens through God, you know, it all happens through God. So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the shares and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Tina S. Linda D., you're up, followed by Loretta. Good morning, everybody. My name is Linda D., and I'm so grateful to be here and to be recovered and recovering in Connecticut. What a powerful lead I heard. It really, it was expressing to me the boundlessness of God. I couldn't have cared less when I came in. I came in to save my life. Actually, I came in so I'd look good naked, and I know that's funny. But it was true. Good enough to get me in the door, not good enough to keep me here. What kept me here was the truth that I heard 
in these rooms. And of course, at that time, it was face-to-face -face meetings and all of that. I'm so very grateful to know the boundlessness of God. And that's what happens by being with you and learning through the steps how to be guided, how to surrender. This isn't a program that depends. When I'm alone, let's put it this way. When I'm alone, I'm either alone with my intellect, which is good to a point, and which is a lot of blah, blah to a point. But I have to be alone with God, and I have to depend on that guidance. And that guidance is so real and so true, and I would not have believed that was possible, that I would be the person that I am today, that I would have the life that I have, and I have plenty of problems, and they will all be solved in divine right order. All I have to do is wait, listen, trust, hang out with you guys, ask for help. That's a big one. I'm so grateful to be with you and to know that God is magnificent and present and guess where? Within me and within you, the very last place I would have looked. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Loretta H., you are up, followed by Elena C. Good morning, Barb, and good morning all along with my precious God who is saving my life. And welcome to the newcomer, the newcomer. I live in North Carolina, and I this paragraph, like everybody said, it is divine. It's boundless. I love the shares beforehand. They were just bringing me to just this vision of so much, um, well, what it says, so much craving. It says we crave, and today I am so lucky because I do crave the divine. And I looked up the word crave, and in my old life, this is how I looked at crave. Covet, desire, want, wish, ache for. Today, with this program, working this step, having burned the idea that God is where I need to go for everything, and then seeing the face of God on the people I work with or the people I ask questions to. So I get to see God everywhere because, as one of the shares said, I have it within me. So today, because I do, I see the word crave, and I do put that in my 11th step every night, that I what I crave is I cherish, I treasure, I relish, I love, is what I want to give. It's not what I want to get anymore. And I don't covet. I My whole existence for 54 years was coveting the idea that I could be never too thin or too rich. And today, I get, I get to love. I get to treasure. I get to cherish. I get to give because I have something to give. I, it's not about me and my coveting of things. Today, it's my idea of who God is, my understanding, and hopefully putting, somebody talked about this, putting God's hand in somebody else's hand. And that's why I'm here. 
And with it, I have a life that is beyond my wildest dreams. And I get to do all these wonderful things. So today, I have a divine vision with, I can't even talk because I get so excited, a divine vision of a life that is good, gives, and trusts God because I've cleaned house and I help others. And with that, I pass. Lovely day, everybody. Enjoy Surrendered Serenity. Uh, thank you, Loretta. Loretta H. Uh, Elena C., you're up, followed by Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Elena C. from South Carolina, recovered for today. I um, This paragraph remind, reminds me of what I craved before coming here. Um, so I had an intense desire, you know, to get my way. Um, in everything and with everyone. And I crave to be loved by you. I crave to be approved by you. I crave that you would look at me in the way that I needed to look at so I can be happy. I craved food. You know, and all of that was a Band-Aid that covered my pain. All of that was a Band-Aid that covered my pain. Delusionally, I believe that if I would get all of that, then I can live happily ever after. And I am so grateful that this program is showing me that all I need to crave every morning when I wake up is how to feel and practice my powerlessness over everything and everyone, even over myself, how I can come to believe, to come to believe that I can be held by somebody who's not me or who's not you, that, you know, I need to turn over my will, that I need to clean my house. That's what I need to crave. I crave to be aware of how I hurt others and how my thoughts, because it's not only what I do, but my thoughts. My thoughts can be distorted and judgmental. So I crave to see and understand that and then to turn them over and then, you know, to own my mistake. I need to crave to own my mistake. And then, you know, with all of that, I can, I do all of that because I have to crave, I need to crave to help you. And in a way, first and foremost, by practicing what I've learned, and then by giving it away, simply just carry the message. And I have to crave that. I have to crave to show for the world, show up for the world in ways that my higher power wants me to be. You know, and all of that is not, does not matter when I crave that. I don't, it doesn't matter if you like me or not, as long as I do good in the world and I have God. And I'm phenomenon of craving has transformed for me. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you. Thanks, Elena C. So just a reminder where we are. We're on page 164 in the big book, the very first paragraph. Still, you may say, in just the one paragraph only. So let's see. We are at Leah, Leah S., and followed by Christina J. Thank you so much, Barbara. 
Um, before I begin my share, in all humility, I must uh, apologize to this group and to Jen and to everyone. Um, technology just kicked in, and I couldn't find another phone to be able to unmute yesterday and share or read, and it bothered me so much, and I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And now back to um, page 164 um, and what we were reading. Um, what is the benefit of this um, of this book, really? What is the benefit? The benefit is that I am I am living a life where I am getting along in relationships that I never used to. I was always upset, always angry. Always so, so um, scheming. Oh, I'm going to give this to this one or that one. And it just, you know, like, and, and when they say God will determine this, it just, it, it, there's no other way. I never, I used to, I considered myself pretty intelligent, you know. And I kept saying, okay, I'm going to know how to do this and I'm going to know. Did I ever rely on God? Did I ever pause and think about what really is going on in this uh, in this situation or that situation? And that's the truth. I didn't get along in relationships. I didn't get along with people. I always had this grudge. My God, I don't know how I went around with that. And you know what? My life changed so much. The first ones who noticed that kept saying it to me. Something's different about you, Leigh. Something is different. And I just, you know, and the more that I changed, the more I wanted to change. It was something within me. And that's what God is. That's the spirituality of the program. Anyway, with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, thanks, Leah. Christina J., you're up, followed by Julie. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Christina J. in North Carolina today, recovering. Oh, I thought about that craving thing. What fellowship do I crave? You know, I started out in a family that was abusive, and I craved the love of my father. I craved, I went through life craving the love of my fellows in high school. I went to so many schools. I was never in school long enough to establish um, a fellowship or a friendship circle I went to spiritual circles and I craved the unity within the circles. I wanted that in my life and I'd go back to my life, to my marriage. And I craved to love my husband and sadly I married my mother and father combined, which was not good for me at the time. And God knows, you see, God knows what we need. And what I craved, I found in food for a long time. I found love and companionship and I learned to isolate and take care of things by myself. But God knows what I really needed you know, and I had, I thought I had God and I thought I was letting him run my life. Ha, ha, ha. But God today is the thing I crave most and I get it in this program. You know, I just am just a puppet. I have thought for years, my God, where have I found myself? I have a great job now. I have a great husband now. I have a great place I live. I have music starting to happen again in my life. I mean, I have all these things. My mother's finally settled in a place. God is running the damn show. He's running the show. And when I see these miracles, I mean, we just sold a piece of property, a little crappy piece of property for a cheap price, but it was more than we ever expected. God knew we needed that money now. 
God is running the show, and he's showing me that this craving for him is the way to go. I have to crave him above everything else. And this fellowship I have here, you know, I'm just still learning not to isolate. (laughs) I'm just an isolator. I mean, I know how to isolate. Um, And I have to not isolate. I have to make my calls to connect. You know, I'm just so good at isolating that I don't really realize that I'm doing it. I don't realize I'm going on autopilot numb. You know, I'm learning about these things myself through this program, and I'm growing. And I don't have to be lonely anymore. I don't have to crave the love my father never gave me or the high school kids never paid attention to me. All that stuff is gone now, and I have a wonderful, loving fellowship because of one thing a disease I came in with, a dis-ease of soul, spirit, and mind, and body that drove me to something that I thought was going to help, food. And little did I know, I had a damn allergy to that sugar that made me just want to eat more and more. The sugar works. It takes away the pain, but I can't stop. And then it causes me to go in holes that are deep, 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 separates me from the thing I need the most, which is God and you guys in this program. And this daily work to connect, this daily work, that's the biggest thing I've got to do is not think about, you know, sure, i got to think about food prep, i got to think about my phone, but I have got to make God the number one priority. And I loved all the shares today. Thank you so much. Love you guys. I pass. Thanks, Christina J., North Carolina. Julie, you're up, followed by Crystal R., and then we'll be taking another list of names. Julie, go right ahead. Good morning. My name is Julie P., calling from northern Minnesota, um, recovering for today, to which I'm so grateful. On day 23, um, coming out of a relapse. I really want to take this time to thank everybody on the line for being here. I really want to take the time to welcome the newcomer and to those coming out of relapse or in relapse, living at what sometimes I feel like is the end of the world. Um, I'm really thinking about the opening share and the boundless and how we have connected now through COVID and I live in an area where meetings are miles and miles and miles away. I first joined OA in December of 2021. I have never been to an in-person meeting and I have never met any of you. I can tell you that my higher power, whom I choose to call Ralph, has shown me the fellowship that I crave, that I didn't even know I was craving. And and, and because of also all of you and your willingness to be rigorously honest, for me to get on the line 23 days ago and say I was in relapse, the amazing fellows that have reached out to me and my life has just changed because of it and I am just so grateful that we don't have to be in a room standing side by side because the presence of God is with us if we want it to be and I know now and I am so grateful so for those of you in the corners of the end of the world 
it is also possible for us who don't have access to those in-person meetings. So keep coming back and dial that phone. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, Julie P. in Minnesota. Uh, Crystal R., you're up next, and then I'll be taking a list of names. Just a reminder, though, we are on page 164, the first paragraph, still you may say, and just talking and studying that one paragraph. Crystal R., go right ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. When I read... Um, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who write this book. That just reminds me so much of me. I just, I find that I, I have this tendency to put people up on pedestals and to turn them into mini, like always celebrities, you know? And I remember I did that when I first started calling into the vision for you meetings, I hear all these people on the line that, you know, that really inspired me and they sounded so recovered and, and they are recovered. And, and in my mind, they were, they were little always celebrities. And I, I, sat here in Canada thinking, well, I'll never meet them. I don't plan to travel to all these U.S. cities. So I guess, you know, I'll never have the benefit of um, of being around them. And I love the part where they said, you know, we can't be sure. God will determine that. Because in, in about a year, I found myself in the same room with all these people at the, um, at the Vision for You convention in New Jersey. And I turned into a little fangirl. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at that. Oh, my gosh, it's that person. I listened to their special edition. Like, I was just so excited by, to be surrounded by celebrities. You know, but then after the weekend, when I look back and I... I noticed that other people were not doing that. Other people were actually friends with each other. Other people were having meals with each other. They were sitting in corners and studying the big book together. They were taking each other's step tens. And, I, and that's when I started to learn. And I realized two things that have really changed my recovery. One is that nobody here is a celebrity. Nobody needs to be on a pedestal. And what that meant for me is I started to call people. Whenever I heard anyone on the line that I thought, oh, wow, okay, that message really helped me, I would pick up the phone and call them. And then I would start calling them at least on a weekly basis and start giving away step tens to them. For some people started receiving their step tens, and that's how they started to become real human beings who are part of my fellowship. And the second thing I learned is that there's no such thing as recovery by osmosis. I can surround myself with the most recovered, inspiring people in OA, and I will not recover unless I am willing to practice all of these principles in, in my life and, and rely completely on God. And by that, what I mean is um, not, not sort of a big abstract idea, but just in my daily life, Whenever there's a disturbance, to take it to God, to put it through the steps, and take the next right action. God works very, uh, really beautifully for me through other people. Um, but I have to always remember it's not those people that are saving me. Um, I once heard someone on the line say, we are the help until the real help arrives. And that's what the people in this fellowship are for me. They can, they can help, but my ultimate help and reliance comes from God. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thanks so much. Crystal R. in Toronto. So we'll be taking a list of names, page 164. Still, you may say, uh, who else would like to share? We've got room for about six or seven. Janice P.M. Janice P.M. Got Russ. Yeah, Janice. Yep. Darlene P. Anita. Joanne. Darian. And somebody W.? Najua W. Najua. 
All right, now, so let me see. I'm going to stop right there, and I don't know if we'll get to everybody, but let's let's go on. Jan, SPM, jump right in. And thank you so much for hearing me. My name is Janice PM. Thank you for taking the meeting. And I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Well, I have four main ideas that I see in this (laughs) explosive um, paragraph. One is you must remember. Well, what does that mean to me? I must remember. Well, I do remember, you know, I've been, um, came to um, OA in 1982 and I searched and I searched and I went to this meeting and went to that meeting and, um, you know, I never found the real solution until, I mean, I'm not going to put anybody on on a pedestal, however, the people that started this meeting, A Vision for You, I finally followed them from another meeting because I heard something so different from them. And I know today that they were divinely guided to start this meeting. And thank you, God, um, you know, um, I had the real reliance on on the power that they found in their life of compulsive overeating, their real reliance wasn't a, a personality. It was God. They called it God or higher power. And if I wasn't divinely guided after how many years, <laughs> and then I finally found, you know, a vision for you. Uh, do I put them on a pedestal? No. However, I will always remember when they started this meeting and absolutely we were, they were guided. And then I followed them because they had the real reliance, not on the leader, not on anybody, but they had the reliance on a power greater than themselves. And I did no more searching because the real reliance is, and then the word is always, always upon him with a capital H. In a capital H, he will show me. And I started, you know, like I said, um, searching and searching. And today, after many, many decades, I am here as proof that this program, these people, you know, there's about 430 people on today. And this group, I mean, why? Who did all that? Well, it has to start with the recovered people. First of all, they had to be guided. And I was just fortunate enough that God guided me to go with them to come to this meeting when there was only, what, thank you so much, 30 or 50 people that started this and now it's over 400. There has to be a reliance, a promise. The promise is here, and I can shout it from the rooftops. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks, Janice PM. Russ M., you're up, followed by Darlene H. Good morning. Thank you. Russ M., Recover Composable Overeater, Barstown, PA. And, uh, you know, reading this paragraph, that reliance and dependence on God, 
Like I had to be brought to that, obviously. And that's that's what this uh, the meeting, the, the the program, the big book, all this is is hammering me with that. And sometimes it needs to be forced because I'm still I still battle self will. But that next sentence, that fellowship, be great. If we surrender to God through this program, He's going to hook you up. Whatever you want to call it. For me, it's God. It's going to put you on the right path. And that fellowship is not just with the fellowship for me. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about way of life. How to deal with regular problems that I could never deal with when I, when I was screwed up with this addiction. Um, just being a regular person, you know, like setting your life straight. Um, putting it together for his will. Through that, through that surrender. So those, those two sentences meant a lot to me today. Like, you know, I had to be, I had to be bludgeoned in, into, uh, what's that, into uh, reasonableness, right, and agnostics, whatever that part is, to say yes and I need help. And another thing, another thing that hit me when Janice was talking, you know, if you ever see, like, a, like these memes that go around and, you know, they put all these nice sayings on there and you have a guy that's over a cliff and he's, he's pulling somebody up and the other guy's pulling another person up and then the lady's pulling somebody up. That's the story of this, this program. Every one of us is not abstinent and living in recovery here. And some are at different levels. And we're each pulling each other up. We're all each helping each other. And, uh, that primary purpose, you know, that we're just a compulsive overeater. We're trying to help other people out. And that's what this, this paragraph mentioned. I know I'm jumbled a little bit, but that's my heart. That's what I feel about this, because I'd be nowhere without uh, Bob and, 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 and Bill and, and you guys. And it's, especially this meeting, especially this meeting, man. It just showed me God in such a, a big way. All right, love you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Russ M. from PA. Darlene H., you are up, followed by Anita J. Good morning. Good morning. This is Darlene H., recovered in Georgia. Barb, thank you for your service this morning. I really love this paragraph, uh, much that's been touched on already, when it says, you know, but I will not have the benefit of the contact with you who write this book. Like, that's the fear, right? And when they wrote this book... This is just my imagination. I don't know anything about anything, but I imagine that there was no godly idea in the writers of this book that one alcoholic, one compulsive overeater sitting with another would keep this book alive for so many people as it as alive for me. And so I have had contact with the the writers of this book. And I continue to have contact, and 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 God worked that out. That could not have been a human design. Just just my thoughts on that. Um, so when I came into this program many 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 years ago, the first six years I was absent in the middle of the program. You know, thought I had wonderful friends and fellowship, but I didn't have God. I had absent. I didn't have God. And what I had with those people in those relationships that I thought I had was really 
probably on the level of competition or judgment or comparisons. And over the years, through uh, trials and tribulations, low spots and and, uh, relapses, um, thankfully I've been brought to a relationship with a power greater than myself. In fact, my sponsor and I were just talking about that reliance upon God is the number one thing in this program for me. And when I do that, the all the relationships or fellowship that I crave um, falls into place in a more natural form, one of uh, true fellowship, one of uh, uh, equality. And that's the real cool part of this program. I also have found that people are brought into my life exactly when I need them to be, and it certainly hasn't been by my design. It must be from a power greater than me. And if I could just relax, do the work I I need to do on a daily basis, share this program with others who also crave it like I do, the fellowship comes. And for that, I'm grateful. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Darlene H. from Georgia. Anita J., you're up, followed by Joanne. Thank you so much. Thanks for all who shared and who do service on this line. I'm Anita J., recovered in Massachusetts. But I will not have the benefit, la, 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 la. But I have uh, given up that word, but. That was such a... It's such a deterrent to recovery, like whatever the sentence was. I can understand it, but it didn't have anything to do with me. And how far do you think I got? I didn't. So when you get rid of the word but, and that then you want the benefit of the book, uh, and then worrying that you can't, you know, I will never make face-to-face Bill Wilson, even though I've been in his house, looked at his grave, that isn't it. I do have the benefit of Bill Wilson. We're all living through through what we've heard here, and they all pointed us to a God. I mean, the kind of a God that, um, that brings some joy into a person's heart. I um, always had one. But I feared him. Um, I had to go on Sundays and sit there. And it was, that sermon was in another language. I I didn't know. I used to bring a novel with me. That's the kind of a person I was. I showed up, but I didn't learn anything. And that's kind of how I was for decades in OA. I showed up to the regular meeting, never thinking that I should get a little more. If I'm not getting what I want here, why don't you go try this one? Anyway, the point is all those old tried and true sentences work. Take the cotton out of your ears, you know, and just uh, listen and listen. And I found so much uh, people who are pointing me toward a God that uh, that gives me a wonderful life in and also, I just wanted to say, you know, I had gone to the Region 6 in New York and saw some people that I had never seen 
or I'd say years ago, and there they were. And um, so what's good about that to me is people are still working this because it's a living book. And um, I only know two living books. And I know somebody on the line the other day said, when did they add this in? When did they add this sentence in? It was always there. But because of my level of um, of openness to hearing God speak, I never saw it. Well, that's what this book is to me. Every time I read it, there's something new in it that was always there. And thank you all. Um, I pass. Thanks, Anita J. Joanne, you are up, followed by Darian. Was there a Joanne? Did I get that wrong? Okay, yes, sorry. Uh, oh, there you go. Had a hard time unmuting. Um, this is Joanne L. from Ohio, and uh, I guess so engrossed with everyone's shares, I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> but um, basically, I'm so grateful that I never read this paragraph before I had God in my life, because when I came into program, I really had a idea that it was kind of a bait and switch program. They say you don't need to have God, but you know, everybody talks about God. That's all I would hear. And I somehow would filter through all that because I was desperate enough to need the program. Um, and I only heard things in the big book that it's almost like God only let me hear non-God reference things from the big book, which helped me in my recovery. And then um, after nine years of abstinence, I relapsed. Um, didn't really relapse. I lost my abstinence. and. Um, Three months later, I broke my abstinence, and through a three-month period and getting back into the hell of the food, um, I was able to um, put the plug in the jug again and really dig deep to try to figure out how I could um, get abstinent and stay abstinent again. And that's when I found Vision for You. And it's it, had I found these meetings before I was that desperate, I probably would have hung up and not called back, but um, I needed something more than what I had in my life to get and stay abstinent again. And guess what? It was God. So uh, you all with your shares have helped me to form a concept that I am more comfortable with and it's growing every day. I'm, I study the Bible with my uh, sponsor. I, um, I, I, I had a spiritual guide in my last sponsor that passed away recently. And um, all of that all came together to help me find God. And that's what this big book's all about, finding a power greater than ourselves to solve our problems. And that's how I'm living today. And I'm, I'm I'll be ever grateful for Big Book, Bill Wilson, all of you. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Joanne L. from Ohio. And Darian and Najwa, if you can each take two minutes, we can get you both in. Darian Kay, you're up. 
minutes. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Barbara. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Good. Awesome, awesome. Um, yes, I'm Darian Kay in the Brooks Years in Massachusetts that's recovered for today. I'm so grateful. You all know why I'm with you all. Um, and it's no coincidence that Barbie are <laughs> leading the meeting because, you know, we talk about meeting people that, you know, we hear on the line and, you know, our beautiful experience about going to that convention, I think it was 2019 or 2018, I can't even remember, um, you know, meeting you for the first time uh, and traveling with you from the Berkshires to New Jersey, it was just such a joy and, and just a gift. Um, and that's what happens in this program over and over and over again as we meet these people and, or, or we just connect with the perfect person, you know, that's just going to um, just just be transformative in our lives. And it's just, uh, it's just wonderful. Um, you know, and I, and I think of um, the, uh, you know, when it talks about um, you know, the meeting others and the program we crave and they were all like, we're like ancestors of the uh, original people. And, um, you know, I also thought of like, um, you know, the, like a tree, like a ancestral tree, you know, family tree. And, um, you know, in the Jewish religion, we have the tree of life. And I feel like that's what this program is like. It's like the tree of life. It's like that, that, you know, we're all connected, um, to each other, um, because of our disease, unfortunately, but fortunately at the same time. And then we get to, um, you know, get that energy, um, from each other as well, you know, through, uh, talking to each other and reaching out and, and just being, um, you know, connected to each other and our higher power, obviously, because I feel like God, God's definitely in the roots of that tree, right, at, in the trunk, you know, and in the, in, he's the foundation, and then we're, we just branch off, and um, it's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful gift. I I, I feel so blessed um, to have this program for 37 years in, in my life, and God willing, it'll be 37 more. It'll make me really old, but it will be 37 more, so thank you when I pass. Uh, thanks, Darian. Darian Kay. Um, and so, and is it Najwa W? And we have two minutes. Uh, actually, have one minute. You, would you like to take uh, that? Yes, thank you. My name is Ajwa W. I'm a compulsive overeater in Vermont. Um, I'm pretty new to vision and really grateful to be here. I tried it out or listened once a year ago, um, and it wasn't the time. The two things I want to say is that when I left my phone number on one on Monday, somebody called, and one of the things I was able to say was that you know I've had a good enough abstinence for a long time. Um, I I challenge those words now, but that's how I that's what I would say. I had a good enough abstinence, but what feels like hitting bottom to me is when I lose track of God, that like constant awareness and contact of God. And so that's what feels like bottom to me. And I love that this passage that this week, this passage talks about um, it being okay, even wonderful to crave God and fellowship with others who can hold you in that direction. Um, because that's what makes me realize that an abstinence that doesn't free me to be available constantly to God doesn't feel like enough to me. And that's, um, you know, that's one of the things that brought me here. And just, I know I don't have very much time, so just to say that 
something came up in my home meeting where I realized the strength of abstinence that I wanted wasn't in that space, and I really wanted to work a tenth step on it, and I didn't have anybody I could do that with. And all of that, all of that was God um, drawing me to willingness for deeper levels of contact with God and with my fellows. And it's been that way constantly in my life that often it's the places I've just yearned for fellowship and belonging so much in my life. And it's often the places where I become willing to be smaller that I find those connections. And sometimes that comes through hard interactions. But I, I just know that it's God saying, I hear your prayer and I'm responding by drawing you out of yourself. I find myself grateful to be here in this meeting and grateful to hear this passage today. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Ajua W. Great. Glad you are sharing today and welcome. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And today's share ID for this meeting, this powerful, incredible meeting was 20817. You can listen to that. 20817. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy R. read that for us? Good morning. I'm Nancy R., um, recovered compulsive overeater, living in Northwest Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.